Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast today. We're talking about what the best do. Before we do that, though, let's talk about propertyaccess.io. Guys, the days of wasting mail on unwanted properties are over. Um, Pulling a list, mailing everyone, wasting time on bad properties over and over. Because with our help, you can spend more time working on deals you know you want to purchase. We're going to take all of your data. We're going to break it down into four boxes of access so that you can decide your risk tolerance and mail to and what uh, mail to those people and know what you want. So go check it out at propertyaccess.io. Happy Friday, sir. Hey, happy Friday. We sound better this week. We pieced together last week due to the flood and coming off of uh, Christmas break, our little hiatus we do um, every year. And we're back. Hopefully we sound better. We never know if it doesn't sound off until it's done. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it's it, it does sound better in my ears today. We were in the same room with the same equipment set up the same way. Just not, well, I said in the same room, not necessarily in the same room, but the same place. Yeah. We're in my office today instead of the studio. That's correct. Because the studio's torn apart. Yes. We have no studio, no bathroom, and no Justin office. Um, yeah, and technically, I guess no conference room either since everything is sitting in there. Piled in there, I yeah. think that I would, well, because uh, with that kind of the stuff, I'm thinking about moving that around this week next and then commandeering piece of the conference room, adjusting some stuff to where Peyton can fit, I can fit, and then we'll just have to wear shoes when we go to the bathroom. We can't walk around barefoot like we typically do. Yeah, Peyton's listening to us going, no, I kind of like working from home. <laughs> she, well, I think she does until she has to question. And then it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I got to call you. Hey, and where she could just normally walk back or mm-hmm. doing that. So she's been doing good. She's put in, I mean, she started in December. Uh, I think it's December, right, November 28th-ish, right before December 1st. And this month, she's got four under contract so far that she's buying. That's awesome. So, and that's that's cool to me because we talk about new investors all the time and what it takes and to do it. And shit, she's doing it. You know, mm-hmm. that's she, does she have a little extra help because she's got us sitting in the other room? Probably, but it just tells you that it still works and what we do still works. Yeah, you mean she's not doing something um, totally different than what we talk about? No, no, she does. She her her job the first week was. Go through the blueprint. She did it the first week. Go through it again. And then when she has a question, I said, what did the blueprint say? She goes back to it. And then uh, she says, okay, this is, I think I do it now. I just want to make sure I got this right. Yep. There we go. It's amazing how that works. It is. And all for the low, low price of (laughs) (laughs) $19,995. So talking about today, we're talking about what the, what the best do is this, this isn't just land related though. We're not saying, oh yeah, you got to be like the best land investor. This is an open conversation and a mindset type podcast today which is kind of different kind of cool yeah because you can look at it in any niche whatever Mm -hmm. sport business whatever Mm -hmm. think about what the person who you think is the best at doing that yep what like you said earlier before this is like what do you perceive they do on a daily basis and then how do you think you compare to that yeah, I, I love this because it is such a humbling thing when you think of it. So it's we've never hidden the fact that I ride BMX bikes. 
And then I think about, okay, if I wanted to be the fastest in the country or the best, and I look at what the, the top riders in the world do, how they work out, how they train on the bike, how they eat, how they do their mindset stuff and what they do. And then I ask myself, okay, if I break it down and put a plan together, said, okay, hey, I'm going to do so many sprints a day. I'm going to do so many gates a day. Hey, I'm going to do so many back straights. I'm going to do so many manual exercises. I'm going to, I'm going to do this type of workout where I do box jumps. I do deadlifts. I do this. And I'm watching them do this live on Instagram. The coolest thing ever is we get access to so many people via Instagram and the reps that they're taking. And then I ask myself, okay, what are those things do I do? Now, if I want to be the best BMX racer, and I'm not doing what the best are doing, I'm not really doing what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you put it, when you break it down like that, you get such a perspective on it because there's times where everybody, I'm sure, feels like they're working hard. Mm -hmm. But then if you sit back and go, well, this is what so-and-so is probably doing right now. Yeah. And although I feel like I'm working hard, have I done what I think they'll do? Yep. To get them to where the level they want, where they are, which is the level I want to be. Yeah. I'm going to guess a lot of times the answer is no, because the people at the very top are there for a reason. Yeah. And that's, and I was talking to a buddy today. He, uh, he, he started his own business a year and a half ago. He's in the trucking industry. He expanded his business this year. And then he's like, I saw a post that he said, Hey man, it's been a rough, it's, it's a rough week getting started this week. You know, two days ago, it was like, I got all 36 wheels going today. Now, uh, I mean, he had two trucks running with him and then, uh, he's like, it's been a rough week. So I'm like, dude, what's going on? He's like, I'll call you. And then, you know, just that typical, Man, the guy doesn't work as hard as him that's his, that he put in the other truck. Not want to do it. It just a the trailer wasn't like it was supposed to be when he bought it, and so it's got it had to go to the shop. The truck had some leaks. It had to go to the shop. So just those normal grind things that you run into as a small business owner, he was having to fix, and it was all hitting him at once. And he's like, you know, all these people act like it's a big deal to be, you know, oh, it must be nice you can go on this vacation. Oh, it must be nice that you get to spend this money. He goes, they don't see. This shit. They don't see the employee problem. They don't see the the truck not the airbags not working or the brakes not working. They don't see the the employee having a federal offense by carrying a gun in the truck that you can't when you cross state lines. Mm. So he's like, you know, he's like, fuck the, you know, fuck yeah. them basically. And it's and so when you think about that, and I think about that when like you go to the weight room and you train, like, okay, if you're if you're a bodybuilder, what was Arnold Schwarzenegger doing when he won Mr. Olympia so many times? I mean, how was he eating? How was he working out? What was he doing? If you were to think about that in the land niche, the most experienced and best land investor, what are they doing on a daily basis to get deals, to fund deals, to cut deals, to add value? What do they do and are even getting close to that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going back to when you talk about the, I don't want to say his name, but the, the trucking yeah. stuff. It's like being the best at solving problems could probably get you a long way as a business owner. Oh, 100%. That's what your whole job is. And that's, yeah. and that's, and that's the whole thing I keep telling him. I was like, that's what you get paid to do. Yeah. You know, and that's, I was talking to Peyton yesterday. We had a deal come back and it's in the, it's a 40 acres in the middle of a ranch. And we, I kind of fed her with, hey, this is what you tell the guy. Hey, we got to check the access because we're not seeing any easement. We go back to 1967 on deed searches and easements. Don't find an, uh, an easement. I said, hey, let him know we are interested. We have to find legal access. It's got physical access. It's great physical access, but it's under fence. And I'm worried that. In this state, they can do a 15, it's 15 years, they have a fence wrapped around it, they can claim adverse possession. Said, I want to check on that. And uh, she goes, she goes, okay, so she tells him, what does that guy do? He calls a real estate agent here because that's the expert. The expert tells him, hey, well, I'll have to go out there and see. He goes, yeah, you can't be denied access, but they could file adverse possession if they have you under fence. Um, so let me reach out to the people and see. 
Luckily, when we called him back, he scheduled a call with me as well the next day. So he wanted to have some more information when he talked to me. And so I walk him through the process, let him know what's going on. And he goes, okay, well, I talked to this agent there. I had worked with that agent several times. Uh, it's a broker for Liz. And so I call him personally and he goes, yeah, this is what I've done so far. This is what we're doing. I said, okay, great. I've got it under contract with this contingency. He said, okay. I said, if you'll still do what you're doing, I'm going to work around on the other end. But I wanted to make sure me and you're on the same page before we start poking the bear. And he's like, okay, cool. So I'm thinking about that and I'm telling her and, I, and she goes, okay, well, we got this. We got it under contract. We got it under contingency. I said, this is how we make our money as we solve those problems. So it's a long way to say what you're saying is if you can be a problem solver, this is how you make money. Those, typically that deal would have been thrown away. Wouldn't have worked through it. We're on a section line. We've got um, physical access. Can work around those. Now I've got to get the legal thing pissed out. So how do I do that and make money on that? So that's kind of the question I had. Long way, long-winded answer to your, hmm. if you can be a problem solver, that's that's how you make money as a business owner. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, uh, I'm, I'm trying to piece together how I say this because I have this thought in my head because I've been thinking, I saw these two guys start a business and like I'm seeing it from afar and I'm thinking, you know, they're brand new to this and mm-hmm. we've been at it for a little bit, little while now. When I see them do it, I'm thinking there's some things that they're doing and inherently I want to give them some advice, but nobody wants that. Yeah. No one wants you to just step into their business and say, Hey, Hey, big brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 This is what I think you should be doing because it's out of experience, but no one wants to hear that. So I, I don't, but I'm in my head, I'm thinking these people still want to be, um, how do I say this? Let's just, let's just say they're, they're doctor or okay. no, 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 let's not say it. let's say that they're uh personal trainers. Okay. And, uh, they want to grow this big business while still doing one-on-one personal training all day long. They're limiting their scalability. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Instead of when you choose to say to open a personal training business, you have to become the captain of the personal training, the, the captain of the ship. Okay. You're steering it. It's going to be really hard for you to be the one that does all the one-on-one personal training, puts out fires, does everything else, right? As you grow as a business mm-hmm. and to become better and to become best, you have to learn how to delegate that stuff because if you're spending one-on-one with eight people every single day, yeah, you're not gonna have time to do anything else or to focus on other generating act, revenue activities that bring yeah. in more business and grow it even more. Yeah, no, you couldn't have said it better myself. I was thinking about that at the doctor's office yesterday. I was like, this doctor has between nine and four every day that he has appointments. He cannot do any more business than that. So how does he make more money? How does he scale his business? And then he shows up 45 minutes late to my appointment and he gets to hear about it. And so, well, I'm sorry, you know, they've just taken longer talking to me and I wanted to talk to them. Well, that's great. You lost another hour of your day. That person's conversation with you cost you, I don't know what you make an hour, 500 bucks an hour, 400 bucks an hour. You cost this and then now you have, it's going to trickle down the rest of the day. That makes, I mean, that makes it hard to be the best at, you know, the best business owner, in my opinion, is someone who's not necessarily doing what they initially signed up to do. Okay. Like the best business owner, personal training owners, not, didn't become it isn't still the best because they're doing one-on-one training all day mm-hmm. long. It's because they put in all these reps where they've grown out of that. And mm-hmm. now they can put out fires and they can still have either they can do revenue generating activities or they've put someone in place to do it. And they're at the very top and they're making sure stuff is done every single day, all day long. And they continue to grow. So do you think the best and, and, and when that business worked themselves out of a job or, you know, you, you're still, there's still aspects I think you would touch. I think if I was the, and this is where it gets tricky because everybody has a different perception of that. So where the best personal trainer may still want to train a little bit. So he may have his top tier clients or, Hey, I have a group class that I can do that. So does, does, 
do you say, okay, hey, if I've got 10 hours, each each client is 10 is an hour long. So call it 10 hour or 10 clients I can do max together. Do I say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna sacrifice two hours in the morning and not do it and and do some other activity, marketing, whatever that is. So now I have eight clients, but then another one of those hours, I say, hey, I'm gonna make it a group class and it holds 10 people. Now I've got 18 people that are 17 people that I can that effectively touch during the day. Yeah, I think you can still definitely do that stuff. But if you want to continue growing, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to just do... The personal training piece. You right. you have to get people in place behind you to, to do that. So, no, I get that piece of it. But if the brand is built off of that one that one personal trainer. So, yeah, that's where it gets gets dicey. So what, what would the best business owner in personal training business doing? And then how are you doing that and competing with it? Because I think there's people that have done it online and took their stuff mobile. Mm-hmm. And now the scalability is infinite. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I put it in an app. This is the program I'm doing for the week. Look at 75 hard. How many people do that? And that's basically a personal training program. It tells you how to eat, what to eat, what, how many times to work out. You're going to abstain from this or that during that time. And I don't, I don't think they give it away or you might be able to get it with a program with their supplements or something, um, or you just follow the program. But I think if you want more in-depth coaching, they charge you a little bit to have a coach or an accountability partner and work for and work through that. But how many people do that? You know, we see that posted all over the place. Yeah, that's um. Do uh, you think they give that away for free? Well, I see it posted. Oh. They, they, they want they, they have an app that goes into it, so I think you can just get the worksheet and say, "Hey, I'm going to do outside activity twice a day, or work out twice a day. One of them being outside. I'm going to eat this. I'm not going to drink, or I'm going to drink this at this time, or whatever the calories look. So there's there's pieces to that. I'm going to read one book or 15 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day. Is it more? I was, I've heard of this a million times. Now okay. that you brought it up, I'll ask a question see if you okay. know the answer. Is it more than just fitness? Yeah, like there's 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 reading. Some of that being outside, um, there is some diet, too, to it as well. Uh, so it's it's more of a, as, as I think Andy Frazella would probably put it, building a badass motherfucker, you know, that doesn't take no shit and does what he's supposed to do. Like, it's getting the priorities to make yourself better in place and giving the structure to do that. Mm-hmm. Then they have coaches that will help you with workout and diet and things like that that you can get on the app. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, we're talking about what, what does the best do? Well, how is he touching all those people? What does that scalability look? I mean, we've even talked about that where coaches give away courses for free just to get you to buy a product or do it. So it's kind of a Amazon losing money at first to get you and get, get you used to buying from them. What they call a negative customer acquisition or something to that effect. I may have the word a loss leader. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they, they, uh, multiple terms. I may have mine confused too. Um, where they run, where they do that and, then it's like, okay, well, now I've got you hooked for for a while. Mm, that's like, uh, was it Sam's? Sam the dollar, 25 hot dog in a cup. Oh, that's Costco. That's Costco. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they lose money on that, but they know they'll get you in the store to Yeah, if you're there, the you're buying something else. Yeah. I, the only, I've only known one person in my life that would go to Costco for the lunch. Hey, I don't know if I've ever had it. You never have? Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, we, Jody, our friend, uh. he uh, we would used to go like high school, freshman year in college, Go to Costco for lunch. So we'd go in. So we, we use that system to our advantage. But at the same time, we had to have the Costco card, so we paid the membership. And then you were going to go in and go look around and probably buy something every now and again. Yeah, probably. So. And I know that famous story is the owner or yeah. CEO told the, the new guy. C- yeah, the new CEO when he came in. Yeah, I'll kill you if you... <laughs> you change my pricing. <laughs> oh, That's funny. I think that's funny, too. I, I, I'm glad he did that because that's... Just it sticks to his creed. Like this is mm-hmm. this is my thing. You're not taking this from me. This I don't give a fuck who you are. This, I don't care if you're the CEO. Uh, I watched uh, Jobs on the plane when we flew on vacation. 
and it was like the CEO that came in and he's having a conversation. He's like, you're wanting to take my thing from me. He goes, I'm the fucking CEO. He goes, I don't know who you think you are. And he goes, I'm the CEO of the company. And he just kind of stood there like, uh, you know, yeah. he did get pushed out. He did. <laughs> then he, he came, came back. back with a vengeance. He came yeah. back with a vengeance. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting. So, I mean, even, and I, I love this topic because I think that it, it goes everywhere. You know, if I were to be the best business owner and you can break it down in sub niches about yourself, whether it's fitness, whether it's family, whatever, I mean, think about being a, the, the best husband or the best fiance or the best boyfriend being the best dad. And what, what, what would you say? Hey, this is what the best dad does. Mm-hmm. Now, where am I, where am I at compared to that? You know, and it's, and it's based off your idea of it. So it's your reality. The whole, the whole thing is your reality and you checking against what you would say would be your reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could feel like I could go in a whole other conversation about when you get into the parent and partner relationship partner yeah, part of it. Yeah. And I, and I, I could go way deep down in that rabbit hole just from year therapy going through that. And it's, and it's, it, it I'm saying it, it worked for us to allow us to have some touching points for communication. But if, even like, if you think, okay, well, if I was, if I met this girl today or you, you met a girl today and I was going to be the best boyfriend ever, these are the things I would do. Like I would take her on this type of date. I would try to do this. And, and if it, as long as it was, the chemistry was there, you would keep doing it. And so it would grow so much more faster. Um, and I, and I think that's why you see so many second marriages do so much better than the first because they realize the opposite side of that. And they say, okay, Hey, this is what I want. And this is what I think my partner wants. And I've already been told I didn't do that. Well, I can do that now. I understand that. Yeah. That could be another 30 minutes. Yeah. No, I just, I just, but I think, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into that and you're right. Like all that's super important. Yeah. I think, I think it would be good for each one of our listeners to do it for three ways. If they're, if you're a parent, if two, if you're not, but one way, if the best business owner in my business, in the type of business I run, what do they think they do? And what do I need to, to compete with that? And do I compete with it? Make a checklist, make the 10 things you think they do on a daily basis. And can you do those 10 or what those 10 things are as a, as a partner, as a, when I say partner, I mean, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, what are the things that make a great, if you, if you were to pitch your, if you would want your wife to pitch you to somebody else, what are those 10 things that you, she, you, she would want you to do like her ideal person. And then do you do those? And then as a parent, what, what do you think the best dads in the world do? What does that look like? And could you put 10 things together and do that? I think it's a fair challenge. Yeah, I think so too. Um, cool. Let's end it. We're on, we're on the road right now. So, yeah. So that's, that's a great topic. JL bar ranch for the weekend. We're at Carlsbad ranch or we're at Mule Creek ranch today. 1200 acres is being subdivided uh, by the first masterclass guys and uh, some other investors that have come in and then doing a ranch visit there, then headed to the, the luxurious JL bar ranch in Sonora, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have never looked that up and see what the masterclass guys are going to their accommodations, we have both groups there for a, a private intimate live event this weekend and we'll be there through Sunday. Yeah. I'm super excited. I, we've hyped up, hyped it up a lot. So I hope the new guys, Just, uh, what is there not to like you pull in, there's a guard there, uh, you know, you come in and it's just beautiful sandstone. Yeah, the, I mean, the archer's nest is freaking ridiculous. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're not impressed, then they they just can't be impressed. They they must live in a really nice house somewhere. <laughs> so. um, cool. All right, we'll let you go. Uh, 
follow through with that. I don't want to call it a homework assignment, but try out what Justin said. You know, I think this will be, it could really make a difference in how you perform on a daily basis, maybe change relationships, change your work. You know, I think it'd be really good. So let's try that out. Um, and as always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe. Then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening, like, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. Love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.